0: Welcome to the Grey Wolf Podcast. Welcome to episode two of the Grey Wolf Hoops Podcast. It is Ned joined by John Fitzgerald. John, how are you, my dude? I'm
1: uh, doing really well as always, Neddy. It's always good to be back in the studio with your good self, and uh, it's good to have a couple of rounds of NBL in the bag, and uh, good to have a chat about it. Yeah, we've got
0: a little bit more of a idea of how things are going to sort of flow now, I think, man. And but before we jump into that, I want to talk a little bit about John Robison. We were yeah. lucky enough to chat with him last. Night and that one will be available this weekend. Yep. It's the Grey Wolf special, episode seven of the podcast. It was John and John. <laughs> you guys were bouncing off each other. Yes,
1: yes. Uh, as I mentioned at the start of there, it's not often that I am the second coolest John in the room, but I'm happy to be that in this case. Yeah, man, it was good to ta- chat to him. And how about those Phoenix? Like they oh. are just something else. Come out of the blocks firing week one against United in the Throwdown, and they've kept it continu- continuing this week against the Bullets. Yeah, I don't think anyone saw that one coming.
0: They absolutely demolished the Brisbane Bullets and. United game. The United were down a couple of players, of course, yep. which is still no excuse because they have such a stacked roster and Ty Wesley got injured yeah. early in that game as well, who I rate as like, one of my favourite players on their roster.
1: Yeah, yeah, so definitely. So
0: to get out there and get it done by one or two points in the end was an amazing effort, man. But no Cam Luke this no. week. Yeah, they're just changing <laughs> no. things up, man. We missed the guys.
1: Yeah, he got- a bunch
0: of entertainment.
1: I know, I know. And he's uh he's doing his NFL uh, couch exercise Experts, the, the TV show of Ben Graham, of course. So he's a busy man, but uh, you know we'll get him on some someday in the future when he's not at the pub or hanging out with the who's who. With the who's who <laughs> of
0: who, but hey, he was good enough to jump on here, and hats off to him for that. But let's jump into round two of the NBL, man. It all went down on Friday night. The Brisbane Bullets got it done at 90 to 74 against the Cairns
1: Taipans. Yeah, they did, man. It was um, we actually didn't catch this game, but it was interesting because uh, Lamar Patterson was quite quiet on the are uh, the first of the doubleheaders on Friday night. Nathan Sobey got it done. He's one of my favourite players. You'd know that. 21 points and just sort of leading the way. But probably the victory that the Bullets really needed to set up their season, a home win, uh, and getting it done against the Taipans, who aren't sort of gelling too well at the early stage of the year, are they?
0: Yeah, they looked a little bit better against Cairns, but they look a little bit better against Illawarra, I should say, the Taipans did. But they are sort of expected there to sort of finish towards the bottom of the ladder. And yeah, it sort of showed on Friday night again the Bullets, man, but I want to point out to people listening, the reason John gets behind these players like the Craig Mollers and Nathan Sobies is because of the Ballarat Miners connection, man. You want to let us know about that real
1: quick? Yeah, absolutely. So I've spent some time over the years doing stats with the Ballarat Miners. It was one of the past times of mine, and over those years we got to watch like Roy Booker ran that team for a while. Craig Moller came along. Peter Hooley, who of course is at United. I got to watch a lot of Kyle Adnam when he was playing at Killside, so a lot of these guys hold a special place in my heart, especially Craig Moller. The one one season that, that sort of Roy left and he took over the offense of that team and that kid can play. Like, coming off the uh, one game of AFL, I think he played, making the transition to basketball. I'll tell you what, he's uh, he's probably one or two years off a, a boomers contract, if you ask me. He's got what yeah, it takes. Yeah, well,
0: he did get the step up there for the boomers at one stage. Yeah, in Just the
1: NBL qualification it yes, was but um, I reckon for the World Cup maybe even the Olympic team maybe it's a bit too soon but yeah watch out for Craig Muller. but I'm always about and you're the same you're always about a bit of the, the underdog players the next generation you've got to get yeah, behind man. them
0: and like to see them do well which is great right there and as you said Sobe had an absolute ripping game for the Bulls and he had a pretty solid series there with the Boomers too yeah. earlier on in the year but yeah Brisbane got that one done easily which would things up to the it was a double header which was. is great to see but you said Cam Luke he called the <laughs> One on his own and yeah. you said it was a lackluster game.
1: It was. There was just no sting in the game at all. The Wildcats came out of the blocks pretty hard early. I think they were up at halftime by ten or fifteen points or thereabouts, and it was pretty much over as soon as the start of the third quarter came along. I mean, it was a treat listening to our boy Cam Luke. He did a really good job, you know, steering the ship by himself. It's just and we spoke about this in the in the first episode, it's just Perth at home. They just get the job done. Like that is one of the hardest trips in any sport, at least in Australia, to go over there and play them at home.
0: Yeah, and the Illawarra Hawks couldn't get it done going down 76-103 to 103. but I should mention in round one Johnny, they struggled a little bit against Melbourne United. Melbourne United come out all guns blazing. They mm, did, yep. And it was only a three-pointer by Tariko White, I think yeah, it was. Yeah, that's right. Pretty much on the buzzer to get the job done against a very injury-ridden Melbourne United yeah, yeah, there too. So, it. United they are looking good despite their two straight losses yeah, to start I, the season. I but completely
1: but... agree and I think it also comes down to maybe Illawarra, like there's the travel factor but also Lamello had a very quiet game. Aaron Aaron Brooks got into foul trouble early so that sort of put them off their tempo a little bit and as we did say in our first episode it's going to come down to those young guys coming off the bench froling and these guys just sort of, sort of bring the tempo and that just didn't happen on Friday night that second game of the doubleheader.
0: Yeah and a young team like that well Aaron Brooks certainly not young but you're going into an environment like that that's got to be intimidating there man and it's tough. the results speak for that but our game of the round I guess we're calling it the game <laughs> of the round because yeah. we catch up on watch <laughs> at least one a week and it, it wasn't very close either. It was no. the Adelaide 36ers battling it out against the Sydney Kings on this Saturday. Our boy Sean Bruce playing and getting the win, 102-80 yeah. against the 36ers. What were your sort of thoughts here? Yeah. A lot of people were looking against that Randall-Casper Ware battle. How would it go? And, well, got to say, Ware had the better of that one. He did.
1: It wasn't probably as exciting of a battle as we were expecting. I mean, I think Adelaide were probably shaking some rust out as well, being their first game. But um, And they did uh, also play over in the... They yeah. Did too, yeah. Against yep. the Jazz, they got razzed they up. They did, big Utah. time. I thought the Kings were just out there to flex their muscles at the end of the day. Like, you just sort of look across the scoreboard. Even Brad Newley, he was one leading the way with the points, but it was a very even spread for the Kings. I think you'll find that a lot this year. I mean, even though you've got Casper Ware there, he's sharing the rock around, running that 1 2 with Bogat. But I think you're going to find that their team's going to be pretty spread out this year. And they just flex their muscles. They just got the job done. Like, Adelaide, I mean, as you said, we watched the game. DJ had a decent game, but otherwise, they just didn't really look into it. Not that they look bad, but. Um, I'm just Maybe couldn't get it done. a little
0: jet-lagged right there. Yeah, yeah. You? Who yep. knows? But Sydney Kings sort of showed what the hype is all about at the start of the season because yeah. they didn't look overly great in that first game against Cairns. Like, Cairns really sort of held it with them there for a while in round one, but they yeah, definitely... Couldn't agree more. Definitely got it done against yeah. Adelaide who never really looked in it. And no, nice it's... to see sort of Andrew Bogut sort of rewinding the clock there yeah. with that around the back plate. Oh, big dunk. How
1: was... was that? It's... And that's what I think is going to be tough for the Kings. And I reckon Cam Luke brought up a few teams and we spoke to him about the depth of the team and I'm just looking through here now I mean Brad Newley started I mean like that's how it says a lot about who they got coming off the bench you got Lucas Walker experienced player Sean Bruce had seven assists uh, you got kick you got Moller and then a few young guys coming off the bench as well to bring some tempo so I think they're still missing a few players off their best side too so I mean they're going to be hard to beat they were my pick they might have been yours as well at the start of the season like I said they've just flexed their muscles and <laughs> bring on the next game
0: 100% they are red hot favourites to win it all and that game really showed what man and great to see Shawnee Bruce picking up those seven assists as well he has he's playing quite quite well and like you said to me during that game he just sees the court so well yep yep be on the lookout for this guy I do have him on my fantasy team (laughs) Uh,
1: bring it on (laughs) it's um I'll tell you what I'm actually quite impressed because Casper Ware and and Shawnee are very different guards like Casper's gonna go there and run that one two with Bogut to get an open shot where Sean can sort of spread the floor a bit more find the guys in the corners and sort of distribute the rock a little bit more so I was actually first play yeah Johnny. I think he's the perfect guy to come off the bench, play his 15 minutes, whatever it is, a game, get a few boys in the game, you know, get the tempo going, and then Casper comes in and drops another 15 points or, or whatever. So I think they've got the perfect mix of players there, the Kings. They're going to be really hard to beat this year.
0: Yeah, and Didi didn't play that mm. game either, and they still got it done by 22 points. And speaking of big wins, Johnny, the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix, the talk oh, of the NBL right man. now, it's a bit of a case of, wow.
1: It is, isn't it? We, we
0: were talking to John Robeson about this, and it was no disrespect respect at all. I still feel bad about yeah. saying, what are your real expectations here? Because they are a brand new franchise. They have just come out all guns blazing and absolutely tore apart the Brisbane Bullets. 20 points. The Bullets really never really looked in this no. one. It was just shoot white out. And John Roberson again, yeah. 9 of 11 from 3. Unbelievable. He's almost matched the <laughs> NBL record in Game 2, man.
1: Yeah, if you don't mind. I mean, that was just a... Uh, I mean, would you say the surprise packet of the year? You probably would. Maybe it's a bit early to call that, but they've just come out of the blocks, you know, shackles off, let's just go out and play ball. And I think it comes down a lot to the culture around the team. And of course, uh, we did talk to John Roberson about this in our interview. And of course, they uh, appointed Simon Mitchell as the coach very early. They got yeah. Mitch Creek in very early and they've set the standard. And I think they're going to, I mean, it still remains to be seen whether over a long term they can just keep that momentum going, but they're obviously the form team of the comp right now. Let's just see if they can get some wins on the road. I think that's going to be the next challenge for yeah, them. Yeah,
0: that will be a big challenge there, but I guess coming out and winning against United first game up, they were in the Grey Wolf podcast with GM Tommy Greer. He was like almost laughing at yeah. the idea of them getting a win against United. They got it done, then they got it done easily against the Brisbane Bullets. They have Illawarra this weekend, which we'll talk about soon. But yeah, they're
1: looking the goods to go three and zip. I'll tell you what, I would not be surprised. And one thing that's really you know warming our hearts is watching Mitch Creek out there play to his full potential. And I mean, you could argue that in the past where he's played at Adelaide and even some of his NBA stints, he's had to put you know himself second and the team first and go out there and set picks and you know create that extra pass and a bit of movement that sort of thing. But he's out there playing and scoring like he should be, dropping three pointers. Uh, he shot twenty five in the game, the game against the Bullets. He shot almost thirty, I think, the week before. Twenty nine, I think. Twenty nine. And look, it's it's just it's awesome watching him play like that. And it gets the team up. And as John said to us, you know, he's the man there. He he's the one that creates the culture, gets everyone up and about, and just watching him play with some freedom, like it is just so good to see. Yeah, it is. It shows how really
0: versatile he is and he's showing and proving to the world that he really does have the range that a lot of people were saying he didn't have that three-point range and that might be the reason why he missed out on the NBA, but so far, man, he's proving the naysayers wrong. He definitely is. And they will be facing the Illawarra Hawks come this Saturday, man, and they had a great game on Monday night against the Cairns Taipans. I'm not sure you probably didn't get to see too much of this game because your Monday night's (laughs) packed up. John here (laughs) plays basketball I hear you're also a bit of a mixed netball legend (laughs) may have led your mixed netball to a grand final victory
1: oh just doing my bit man just doing my bit at goal defense so uh, (laughs) (laughs) getting told off by the refs but you know there's nothing uh, out of the ordinary for us yeah
0: well yeah let's move right along before we get ourselves in trouble right there and he also has you play for the the local zombies team you've also got your your under 18 under 18s 16s under 85s and yeah whoever else wants to be
1: coach so yeah so I didn't get to catch a lot of the game on Monday, but um, I did get a good look over the highlights, and I tell you what, for the Hawks to get that win by a point, that's the sort of confidence they needed I reckon, just to get, you just need that one win sometimes at the start of a season that really brings the group together, like obviously they would have been challenged a lot, because Cairns started to get their stuff together as well, and they've had a really good game, almost you'd argue deserved the win, but Illawarra just got it done, and most definitely man, and
0: I would agree with you there, I was actually found myself going for Cairns, even though I'm very much on the Illawarra bandwagon not so much for Mello, Mellow it's great out there seeing him play. I'm a big Josh Boone fan. Yeah, same. Did you see that poor guy got elbowed in the nose oh, by his own player? I did, yeah. I didn't actually see it happen. I saw the I saw all bandaged <laughs> up by his own player, yeah. man. That's terrible. If you don't
1: mind. Right oh, I love it. And that's the thing, is I'm a big New Jersey Nets fan. I remember the day he was drafted to the team uh, back with Marcus Williams, I think maybe 2004 or thereabouts. But yeah, then it was some clutch free throws from Ogilvy just to seal the game there at the end. But I mean, I think both teams are going to get a lot out of that. Obviously, the Cans are still searching for their first win.
0: They really deserve to
1: win this one, DJ Newball man. If you did you mm.
0: watch his li- highlights from I that did. game, he was yeah using big time shots yep. in there. And Scott Machado, is it? Is that the guy? Machado,
1: yeah. We're still trying to work out when we get him on the show. We can ask him exactly how, you, yeah, how he says say his last name. But we definitely want to say that. But interestingly
0: yep. enough, the commentators brought this up, John. And I want to I want to talk to you. He reminded me very much of myself, <laughs> growing up in New York, which obviously I didn't do. <laughs> but check this out. His name is actually Michael Scott Machado. There you go, or Machado or. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever the it is. But he disliked Michael Jordan so much, he changed his name to Seriously. Scott because he was a big time New York Knicks fan. Wow. And obviously, the Knicks couldn't get it done over the Bulls. <laughs> and that's my sort Jeez. of business right there. <laughs> and like the commentators also brought up, there's so many people in the world that would have called their kids Michael. Oh, big of time. Michael Jordan. Yep. Scott, though, he's like, hell no. I hate <laughs> I'm not settling for that. <laughs> You've ripped up my Knicks all these years. And he oh. changed his name to Scott, which was his middle name, which I thought hey, was great
1: right there. You know man. what? Respect to him. you got to go out there and make your own identity and look he filled yeah, the score sheet on Monday night so you know respect to him but I don't know about the Michael there would have been a lot of Michaels in the 90s Michael <laughs> Jackson Jordan I mean was <laughs> yeah. with something original
0: <laughs> <laughs> no definitely but I gotta say man this was easily by far the match of the round Cairns tied Pants almost got it done and like you said Ogilvy getting the free throws there after he shot ordinarily man he, he missed a couple before that that's whatever, right he that did night. I think
1: he shot three of seven before those two and he, then he intentionally missed the second one the professionally second one. of course but it interesting, though, because we talk a lot about, with the junior boys, it's the two things. It's finishing at the rim and it's free throws. And I think from the games I've seen, there has been quite a few free throws and a few layups missed here or there. So it's, you know, something that we're all going to work
0: on. Early (laughs) days, I guess, though, Johnny, man. But we'll switch things up. That's our sort of round two sort of results section. We want to talk a little bit about fantasy, man. What can you bring us here? Because I obviously know nothing about this. (laughs) I know we can change it up before round three starts, which I need to do. I need to get John Robeson on my team damn it. Yep, And also Lamar Patterson because I'm liking those two players.
1: Oh yeah and of course you need to keep an eye out for the teams that play twice in certain rounds and this round coming up now there's actually quite a few teams that you can pick from so the one man that you need to get in your teams as soon as possible is our boy Mitch Creek. He's leading Ooh, the way. Yes, He's uh, currently the highest scorer on total points and he's played two games and everyone below him on that leaderboard has played three so he's uh, he's already ahead of everybody and hasn't even played two, two games in a round yet so keep an eye on him man but you need to get In your team because he's he's filling the stat stat sheet.
0: sheet right there. I like it a lot. All right, Johnny, let's take a look. at round three, my dude, this will be a great one. At Kudos Bank Arena, it is the Sydney Kings. Shawnee Bruce and the Kings taking on the New Zealand Breakers. Kings red-hot favourites to win this one. We haven't seen too much of New Zealand. No. What do you think here?
1: I think the Kings are just going to keep rolling, man. I mean, it's going to be hard to sort of pick the Breakers. I just think that the Kings are going to be too strong at home. Like, it's just, that's their domain. You're coming into our house, across the across the water. Yep. I just can't see. I can't see New Zealand get, uh, getting up, but I haven't watched enough of them to sort of get a game and where they're at. And that's did what's catch, made it really tough.
0: Yeah, did you catch much of the New Zealand? I think they played Memphis in the the thing there. And Tom Abercombeer yeah. actually posterized one of the NBA. I did actually so I see the highlight of that. Yeah, yeah you're right. kind of cool right there. But they didn't win. But I do think you're right there. The Sydney Kings will get it done. They are red hot favorites to win it by the looks of that one. Yeah. So I think we'll both go with Sydney on yep. that. And man, poor old Cairns Taipans. They packed oh. this with a oh. very, very tough one. Taking on Perth in Perth.
1: Yeah, i tell you what, man. If there's ever been a mercy rule in the NBL, this might be the game that they may pull it out. I mean, what's that? Is that has Perth played now three games at home? Will that be three in a row at home? Yes, it will be. I think be. it will be, yeah. So, look, that's the toughest road trip, especially going from Cairns all the way across to play Perth. I really can't see them getting it within 20 points, to be honest. Yeah, fingers crossed, touch,
0: would they make a game of it? And I'll be getting behind the Taipans in this one. love to get behind an underdog, but I think Perth will get that one done pretty easily and there's not too much more to say about that but <laughs> nope. the Adelaide 36ers and Brisbane Bullets battle it out in Adelaide the following day this one should be a good one yeah. me, I do
1: believe man I'm just having a look for a few of the next few games and this could end up being game of the round you've got Sobe coming back to Adelaide these teams should match up pretty well I reckon they should match up pretty well both coming off a loss the crowd's going to be pumping over at Adelaide you know it always is and just... a brand
0: new stadium Yeah, there, too, yeah, which yeah. is
1: kind of cool I want to
0: get over there and check it out the Adelaide Entertainment Center, That's the
1: one. Yeah, I, I think there's going to be a bit in this game. I reckon there's going to be a bit of uh, not not tempers, but I reckon there'd be a bit of feeling in this one. Like I said, both teams coming off for loss. Soby making his return to oh, South that Australia. Will be there, yeah, too. I think it, I think it will be. So I mean, we'll see how that one plays out. You know what? I'm going to go for the bullets in that game. I'm well, going to throw that their out favorites
0: there. Favorites to win that one, just looking at it here. But I think the Sixers, man. I, I don't know. I think yep. I'll, I'll get behind of Jerome Randall. He needs to bounce back up sure. in the Sydney game, and let's see gotta be different on something things <laughs> well, and you'll be right though because you're the expert and <laughs> I just talk but here we go the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix doubleheader on Saturday to take on the Illawarra Hawks this one Ooh. I expect the Phoenix to get this done
1: yeah I'd, I'd probably agree with you there I think the Phoenix are just gonna keep things rolling until they run into a uh, Perth at Perth or a Sydney at Sydney which might challenge them I think they're here to play like I think they are the real deal that's a very early call but I mean Illawarra you know they got the win oh who they play against Cairns Cairns sorry yep they got Got the win there, but I just think that they haven't quite gelled as a team. Uh, whereas you have got the Phoenix that come out on the court, they're already set. Their biggest asset is their chemistry. Like they know what they're doing. They don't have too many massive superstar names or the you know, NBA stars that are here. They're just getting it done, and I think that's what's going to get them over the line against the Hawks. is the Hawks are still filling each other out a bit. Phoenix know what they're doing.
0: They'll get the win. And look for our boy John Roberson to have a massive game in this one. And you mentioned they don't have the big time stars, but I think this guy is a, a very quietly. He's just been hiding over there. Yeah. And he's yep. sort of, he's come out all <laughs> guns blazing, man. And I really do believe that he's going to be one of the next superstars oh. in the league. He's had two yep. very big games. The Phoenix should get it done. Red Hot favorites in this one, too. Just looking at the sports bet odds there, man. Yeah, Not that I know okay. much about that either. But <laughs> it always yeah, looks good. <laughs> Illawarra, they struggled to get it done over Cairns and Phoenix. Well, they walloped Brisbane. So you'd expect the Phoenix to yep. get it done. Keep and it rolling. That one in Melbourne, I think they're calling that the fire pit, Johnny. Oh,
1: I like it. Got yeah, to to race with fire. Gotta do that. <laughs> We're gonna to have to get down there at some stage, man. But moving on to the uh, the Sunday afternoon game, and this will be the second game for both teams. New Zealand Breakers taking on Sydney Kings over in oh, New Zealand. There you go. It's a rematch Ooh, from the Friday night, man. They're playing right. each yeah. other. Why? Jeez, that's say what well, that Friday night match could really uh, sort of set a few things up for that game. I reckon it could be. Uh, it could be on Sunday afternoon. Yeah,
0: it could be. This one will be a real interesting one. If you finish up early, we might have to definitely check this one out. The Kings and the breakers. Kings still favourites to win, but not by as much. And again, it comes down to that New Zealand factor. We personally haven't seen too much of them. I'll jump on the Kings, but yeah, you know, being in New Zealand, we'll have yeah. to see. And
1: look, what it could come down to, uh, down to as I said earlier, is the depth of the Kings, right? You that's a, I mean, that's a short trip across the water over there, but I mean, they're going to be fatigued. You've got how many guys on that team that are over thirty? I mean, it could come down to how that depth steps up. Like, yeah, Craig will get a few more minutes. Shawnee will probably get a few more minutes, and how uh, those rotations work. I'm going to stick with the Kings just because we haven't seen a lot of the Breakers, but man, that's going to be a great game to set up a double header Sunday afternoon.
0: Oh, yeah, and while well, the second game in the doubleheader, Johnny, I like the looks of this one, man. Melbourne yep. United and the Perth Wildcats. Perth finally playing away from the unrated Arena. <laughs> finally. That must mean they're going to have a very difficult sort of schedule towards the end, looking at that. Yeah. But we might have to have a bit of a better look of that in detail next week, but Melbourne United, I think they're going to come out strong. They looked pretty yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. They actually held Los Angeles. They were on top mm. against the Clippers at halftime and were looking pretty good until the Clippers blew them away in the third, and managed to put 100 points though. Yeah, that's, that's nah. a pretty damn good effort.
1: And that's the thing for them: as long as their offense is clicking, I think they're always going to be in a game, even against an NBA side like that. But this is going to be a rip up because obviously you know, Melbourne United and Perth—the rivalry over the last couple of years has been pretty good to watch. I mean, it's really hard to say. You know, watching Perth play away from home, but Melbourne United need to get their stuff together. Like they—I mean—they've looked really good the few games, but they haven't got a win on the board yet. I just think that you know, all the travel, all that factored in, they're going to really be pushed by Perth. But I'm hoping they can. Hang hang on for a win. Yeah, I'm definitely hoping they can hang on for a win. So I'm going to get behind them. They are
0: just tip favorite to win this one, even though they have started off two losses and they've had that massive trip overseas. Yep. Bit of a case of watch this space. Can the Perth Wildcats They'll be coming off an expected win you'd think against Cairns. Yeah. And it'll be interesting to see. We'll jump behind Melbourne there and the last game of the round, Johnny, is the Illawarra Hawks at the Win Entertainment Centre taking on the Adelaide 36ers. This is a January Packed
1: round of basketball. It man, is. so
0: many games to check. I out. love it.
1: I love it. And this is just, and we talk about it all the time the state of the league right now. Like it's just, this just makes me so happy watching so many games that are on TV. I and mean, this one's going to be a great one to finish off the round. It's going to be really hard to pick a winner in this one. I'm thinking. And as I said in our in our first show, like the the key for Illawarra this season is going to be getting bums on seats. And if they can pack out the Win Entertainment Centre next Monday, uh, I think they might be able to get across the line. And again, another game for them to get their the team chemistry happy. And, you know, start gelling together. I think you'll see the Illawarra Hawks go on a run at some point. It may not be this early in the season, but this is going to be a cracker of a game. I can't wait to watch oh, what I yeah. can after all <laughs> after that
0: coaching. A, a very busy Monday night there, but I'm looking forward to this one too. That Monday night game that just went was very good. And this one, I think, again, the team's hopefully pretty evenly matched there, the Hawks and the Sixers. Being at home, will jump behind the Hawks, but I think it sort of yeah. depends on how they go in their earlier games to see what sort of momentum. Them they take into it. But, yeah, hopefully Illawarra will get it done there. In Illawarra, wrapping up round three in the NBL right there. Johnny, thoughts, comments?
1: I'm excited. Like, it's so early in the season, but you look at the guys that we've got. We've got the breakers haven't even played yet. We haven't even seen what, what they've got to bring. We've got, you know, Sydney have been playing really well. Perth haven't lost yet. They've you know got a road trip coming up. Phoenix are just showing us what they're made of. Like, it's just been a great start to the season. I don't think it could have turned out any better at this stage. Can't wait for this round to, to come. Come around for uh, us to sit on our big bums and watch as much basketball (laughs) as we can. (laughs) Oh, most definitely, man. Well,
0: thank you so much for taking some time out. We will be back again next week to preview round four and go over this round, the wins, the losses, all that sort of thing, and be on the lookout for our interview with John Robison. All about greywolfpromotions.com.au.
1: Get on it, John. Get on it, man, and we'll, uh, we'll see you guys next week.